Hey there, and welcome back to the Purpose and Profit Podcast. I am your host, Jess Sato, and today we are going to dive into a topic that I didn't take seriously until it became a serious issue. So what am I talking about? Let me start with the story. So a few years ago, I was coaching a TEDx speaker and their topic had the potential to be controversial. And the more we dug into the work and the talk, I felt confident that with some credible research and the right narrative, we could navigate the line between sharing their big idea and holding space for and keeping ourselves within bounds of one of the TED content guidelines, which is no political agenda or inflammatory speech. So we worked for weeks. And I mean, we worked for weeks, day in, day out on this talk, drafts going back and forth. And after every session, often during those sessions, the team and I were consistently pushing back on this speaker, in large part because we were really concerned that the idea was being spoken about in a way that was going to push us too far outside the bounds. And the longer we dug in, it was very clear that the speaker had a very focused agenda and wanted to make a very specific point. And despite countless rounds of feedback against this narrative, the speaker chose to deliver their talk as planned. I wanted to start today's episode with this story because this incident resulted in a complete shift in the way I think about TEDx guidelines. Here's why. So I watched from the wings of the stage, and quite honestly, I felt some measure of relief that the talk that was being delivered was actually a toned-down version of the many, many drafts that we had worked through. But I had this sinking suspicion deep in my gut that I knew this talk was going to cross the line. Fast forward a month or so later, and word came back from Ted that this talk had violated the content guidelines and was not going to be published. Now, effectively, what that means is that the speaker's talk would not be viewable or published on the official TED YouTube channel, which is really the holy grail of all of this process, right? The whole end game is to have the video of you standing on the TEDx stage, speaking boldly, sharing your idea. And it also meant effectively that you really couldn't say that you were a TEDx speaker. And like I said, this was like a total gut punch. I knew it was coming, but it was very, very painful for everyone involved. TEDx, as you have probably started to gather over the last couple of weeks, as I've been talking more about this, these are events that are known for innovation, for thought-provoking talks, and really the ability to inspire people to think, do, and feel differently. 
So being selected as a speaker is really a powerful opportunity to share your idea and to make a difference. But in order to deliver a top-notch TEDx talk, it's essential, and I mean truly essential, to make sure that your content aligns with TED's primary content guidelines. Now, as I said, if you would have asked me how I felt about the content guidelines before that incident, and I should also add that multiple other talks were flagged from this particular event because they all bumped too close to a whole series of guidelines. If you would have asked me how I felt about them, if I put a lot of weight in them, I would have said, yeah, they're nice to know. Yeah, we want to stay in bounds, but it's not something that we have to be like overly concerned about. But after that experience and really witnessing the devastation for the speaker and also this horrible feeling for me as a coach, despite my own best efforts, watching this happen really made me approach the TEDx speaker application and the speaker coaching process very differently. It made me take them much more seriously. And the guidelines are really important. And we'll dig into the four that we're going to talk about. They're very important because they create this really unique container that is what we know and love about TED. So as I mentioned, every TED event has four main guidelines. And TED, TEDx, any kind of TED-related event follows these guidelines. So the four are no commercial agendas, no political agendas, no religious agendas, and no bad science. So today we're going to dive into each of these guidelines. And I want to offer up a few questions for you to really think about and reflect on so that you can make sure that your talk stays in bounds. No commercial agendas is our first one. And as many of you know, you probably are an entrepreneur. That's who primarily is listening to this show. And marketing and selling is a vital part of our success. That is the oxygen bringing clients into the business, into our pipeline. That is essential to our success. And so there is a natural desire to infuse our talk with a sales pitch or with other self-promotion. But there are loads of other stages where you can do that. TEDx is not the place for trying to brand, sell, or promote your product, program, or service. So you may have a really powerful experience. You may have a really awesome success story. Maybe you have done something like truly groundbreaking in your business. We want to hear that. Right? There's a narrative that sits beneath those experiences. As I often say, your big idea is amplified by your story. Or maybe a simpler way to say this is your story amplifies your big idea. But intentionally pushing or promoting a commercial agenda really can lessen the impact of the talk because people are not there to be sold to. It kind of reminds me a lot of networking events, quite frankly. Like when you go into a networking event, no one is trying to buy anything from you. Like we all operate as if people are, but the reality is people are there to connect and build relationships that open the door to potential sales. The same could be true here, right? So when you go in 
thinking, oh, I'm going to promote my business. I'm going to elevate myself. I'm going to do all these things. It diminishes the impact of the talk. And in extreme cases, it can be flagged or excluded, like I mentioned before, altogether. Now, let me just put a little quick asterisk. When I said flagged, in some cases, Ted will acknowledge that a talk is pushing the boundary or that they are not comfortable with the direction the talk has gone, but they aren't going to go so far as to disqualify it. So from time to time on certain TED Talks, you will notice a little eye or a note in the body of the YouTube information section, basically talking about, you know, how this issue was raised or TED doesn't agree or this reflects, you know, the speaker's own thoughts and opinions is not grounded in science and so on. So really think about what is your intention behind doing this talk? And I don't say this lightly. You know, this process is rigorous. It's costly in some cases if you are hiring coaches to help you get through the wickets, to get on the stage. It can be emotionally taxing. And so There's a natural desire to want to see a return on investment. And I hear this a lot, like, I don't want to do this if it's not going to impact my business. And I really want to try to encourage a narrative shift here. Really think about what is this message that is so compelling that I just can't not talk about it. And that is going to be the fuel that's going to make a whole world of difference when it comes to you standing on the stage talking about your big idea versus you standing on the stage trying to promote yourself and make yourself look good. So as you're drafting or thinking about applying for a TEDx event, you know, depending on where you are in that process, I want to give you four questions in this bucket to really think about. What is my motivation? As we just talked about, what's my motivation for doing this talk? Is my talk promoting my business or what I sell? And sometimes you need an unbiased perspective to help you actually answer that question. So get additional eyes on your talk. Like I can tell you instantaneously as I'm reading through a draft, if a person is promoting or being too self-promotional. Number three, am I trying to influence the audience to use or buy my products? There's a fine line between information and awareness and sales. And most of us know the difference. And so that again goes back to that motivation. And would the audience perceive the event as too salesy if I shared my message in this particular way? So again, it goes back to really understanding what you're trying to communicate and what the impact of that message ultimately is. Number two, content guideline, no political agendas or inflammatory rhetoric. So I gave you a glimpse of this with the story at the very beginning of this episode. And I can tell you, I have bumped into many, many controversial topics, or maybe I should say topics that could be controversial, but because of the way they are being talked about, the idea that is being shared, there's a framing that has to happen. So a good example of this is around human trafficking. I have seen and watched lots of talks on human trafficking in and of itself. I think pretty much everybody can agree that human trafficking is a terrible thing, that we should be doing everything that we can to prevent it. 
and address the problems that are associated with it. But there are definitely political leanings one way or the other that can influence the narrative, that can shape the agenda in, in the way in which you're actually approaching this topic. So one of my clients from TEDx Breckenridge, um, Karen Napolitano, I'll link her talk in the show notes. She did an amazing job of talking about what human trafficking is. What does it actually look like? It was not political. There were things that could in extreme be made political. But at the end of the day, it was really an invitation to examine our role in this, our, you know, giving us ideas for what we could be doing differently and so on and so forth. So really think about, am I advocating for a cause or am I trying to make a political statement? Am I trying to be inflammatory or or controversial? You can do this in a very non-polarizing, respectful, and informative way. So here are three questions to think about when you're digging into whether or not your topic, your big idea, or the narrative that you're crafting around your big idea is leaning into the political agenda space. Can I discuss this issue in a balanced and respectful way? Meaning, can we let go of preconceived notions and just talk person to person about this particular issue? Number two, am I trying to impose my political beliefs on the audience? And number three, would the controversial aspects become a distraction from my message? So as I mentioned, you know, it's very easy to take a topic that in and of itself isn't all that controversial and move it in one direction or another. And that really distracts from what we're ultimately trying to do. And here's the reality, and this is true of all the content guidelines. TEDx may not be the right stage for whatever idea that you want to talk about. There are millions of stages that are open to all sorts of ideas. But when it comes to TEDx, these are the content containers that we have to stay within. So if it feels like you're not going to be able to say what you want to say, and you know that is a really important part of this process, if you can't say what you want to say, then really evaluate whether or not this is going to be the platform for you. Content guideline number three, no religious agendas. So one of the things I love the most about TEDx events is that they're a place for speakers from literally all walks of life, from all backgrounds, all beliefs, all religions, ethnicities, races, et cetera, to come together. And because of that, it's very important to avoid making any religious or faith-based assertions or going even so far as promoting a particular belief system. Every talk should be about or encourage a diversity of experiences and voices and be free of any religious agenda. So we're in an interesting time where many, many people want to share about their spiritual journey. They want to share about spiritual transformations. And here's the reality. There is nothing wrong with acknowledging your faith or that you're a spiritual person. But we can do that, much like the political piece, without a religious agenda. So ask yourself, am I presenting from a perspective as if it's the only way or the best way? Can I achieve my goal with 
this particular top topic or talk efficiently without presenting my religion or faith? And if the answer to that is no, again, like the other other guidelines, maybe this isn't the right platform for this particular message. And lastly, would my talk offend or exclude anyone based on their religion or lack thereof? And this is where I really want to invite you to think about who could provide additional eyes and ears on your talk? Who could give you perspective? Again, that's unbiased, that encourages people to think about this in a way that is non-judgmental, non-religious, and so on. And lastly, no bad science. So TED, as you know, is a global platform, which means there are many, many eyes and ears on the information that is coming out. And TED takes information accuracy and correct representation really seriously. So the quality of the content that's being presented during these talks really is pivotal and could potentially change the trajectory of a whole variety of things. So it's essential to back up any claims that we're making, any conclusions that we're drawing with really solid evidence. And that's evidence that can stand up to scrutiny. My husband is a scientist by trade, by background, and we talk often about the importance of gold standard research and making sure that the information and conclusions that are being drawn and shared are valid, that they come from well-respected journals and publications. Now, let's say you have a niche concept. Maybe it's new cutting edge research. Well, then that's part of what's woven in, but we want to support it with information that's out there or use that as a way to set the context so that the idea is not just something that's out in left field that isn't you know, rooted in anything, but is going to be able to speak to rigor and accuracy in a way that is really, really important. So when you fact check your research, consider the following. Is my argument backed up by legitimate sources? Have I given my conclusions the level of scientific scrutiny they warrant? And lastly, would criticism of any of my claims be valid? Now that you have seen these four content guidelines, I want you to imagine a box. It feels a little bit counterintuitive to think about big ideas worth spreading and then being trapped in a box. But the way I tend to think about this is not that it's a box with hard, hard boundaries, but that we have to work within these guidelines. And that is what they are, guidelines. They're not hard and fast. But when we make assertions, when we make claims, we want to make sure that we can back those up. Navigating the content guidelines can be tricky. You know, the heart of TED is all about ideas worth spreading and finding the right tone and the line when you're pushing the envelope with boldness, with cutting edge research, with all of that can be really difficult to navigate with objectivity. Having a diverse group of people, and I kind of mentioned this already, but having a diverse group of people who know you who know your work and can provide unbiased feedback is really important. So sometimes that might mean inviting people who don't know you very well, who are not very familiar with your topic. We want to invite those people into the process in moderation, 
to really make sure that we're navigating or treading those lines really carefully. This is something I pay very close attention to with my clients. And I often ask them some additional questions, not that are content specific, but that really help them think through the claims that they're trying to make. So am I challenging norms or am I challenging ethical boundaries? Is my talk inspiring a constructive conversation or am I inciting controversy? And I would even add sometimes for the sake of it, it's not always that nefarious. Um, Is my main focus on my talk the idea, which is the most important part, or the reaction that it might provoke? And I want to say one thing about this, right? We want big ideas to evoke emotion, but we don't necessarily want to provoke ugliness or inciting, you know, this kind of nasty vitriol that we are experiencing basically every day. So are we focused on the talk or are we focused on the reaction that we're hoping to get as a result? Um, Am I trying to use the TEDx platform for personal gain or to further personal perspectives? Right? I want to hear your personal perspective. I want to know why you think the way you do. I want to hear your assertions, but I don't want to hear that if it's just to make you look good, if it's just to you know, elevate you as a business owner or, you know, something else. So really, again, navigating that tension. And then lastly, is my talk primarily educational, awesome, or more promotional, not so awesome? It's important to be honest with yourself when you're answering these questions. And like I said, you may have to invite other people into the process with you, and there's nothing wrong with that. Every TED speaker is part of the organization's legacy. And as a result, TED as an organization really focuses a lot on how to best maintain that integrity. And that is rooted in these content guidelines. So as you are thinking about beginning this process, as you're thinking about how to frame your message, especially if you've already been accepted, but need to start drafting the narrative, I really want to invite you to think about these four content guidelines. Ask yourself these questions. Get perspective from your coach, from other people who know you, and make sure that you're focused on keeping your talk informative, engaging, while also staying culturally, morally, and scientifically responsible. By keeping in mind those guidelines, right, making sure that we are not being commercially focused and promotionally oriented, having political or religious agenda, or not backing up our assertions and using bad science, right? When we do those four things, we build talks that can really resonate and, as is so important to me, really make an indelible impact on the world. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope this really encourages you to think about how your talk fits in these guidelines. And if you have questions about this and you want to dig in, I'm more than happy to chat through it with you. I have unpacked this issue, helped people figure out what is the the bent that I can take. So a couple of resources that I'm going to put in the show notes for you. Um, The first is Unleash Your Big Idea, The Ultimate Guide to TEDx. This is my brand new resource. I wanted to break down the TEDx process from what you can expect, what TEDx is, big idea, all the way through to the stage. 
and beyond, I wanted to break that down into easy to understand steps and give you information that will be really helpful as you're really thinking about whether or not this process is for you. I've also linked the TED content guidelines as well as the TED copyright guidelines down in the show notes for you, just so that you can read through these for yourself. And then lastly, as I mentioned, if you need any help navigating this process, getting clarity on your big idea, figuring out, is this the right stage for you? Please, please, please do not hesitate to book a call. I am more than happy to spend 20, 30 minutes talking it through with you and making sure that you have the information you need in order to make an educated decision about this entire process. So I will leave you as I always do. Be bold, be brave, and go make an impact.